The Atlanta Braves got some unexpected great performances out of some rookies in the 2022 season, and it may end up being one of the best seasons by Braves rookies in the history of the franchise as Michael Harris and Spencer Strider figured to finish one and two in the NL Rookie of the Year voting, but it wasn't just those two. They got other contributions as well from guys like Vaughn Grissom, Bryce Elder, and Dylan Lee. We'll talk about those contributions from this past season and and what role those players have going forward with this Atlanta Braves team. It certainly is a great spot for the Atlanta Braves to be in. We'll discuss all of that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments that you have for the podcast. Also, make sure you follow Lockdown Sports Atlanta or download the Lockdown Sports Atlanta app on Roku and Amazon Fire devices. Make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell that does help support the show a ton when you do that. And as always, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Continue to post episodes daily throughout the postseason. Got a lot of content coming up. We're continuing our player reviews. We're going to be looking at the rookies today. And then starting next week, you know, figuring the World Series is going to wrap up this weekend, we'll start getting back looking at the offseason uh, things that are going to be ramping up really quickly as soon as the World Series comes to an end. And there's a lot of exciting stuff to talk about there. But on today's podcast, we're going to be focusing on the rookies from 2022. And boy, was it a season for Atlanta Braves rookies in 2022 and a season where we didn't really expect to get much of anything out of Braves rookies. And it may have ended up being one of the best seasons ever out of Braves rookies where you look at what uh, Michael Harris and Spencer Strider did for this team. So let's go back just a little bit. Let's go back to the beginning of the 2022 season. And I like to go back and look at NL Rookie of the Year odds by odds makers out there. And there was a, actually an article last November by MLB.com that had Christian Pache as the Braves' top Rookie of the Year candidate. Obviously, that was before the trade with Oakland. But then you get closer to this, the season, and many betting sites didn't have any players listed among those with the highest odds to win the NL Rookie of the Year. It was O'Neill Cruz for Pittsburgh, Saez Suzuki of Chicago, Joey Bart with the, the Giants, C.J. Abrams of San Diego, who is now with the Nationals, and then Bryson Stott, who's uh, playing in the World Series right now for the Philadelphia Phillies. But nobody really mentioned Michael Harris or Spencer Strider. I wrote an article uh, back at the beginning of the year mentioning rookies that could make a big impact this year, and I honestly didn't think any of them had a chance to win Rookie of the Year. I didn't even mention Michael Harris. I did mention Spencer Strider, but I didn't think he would pitch enough um, to really qualify for Rookie of the Year. So, again, you know, not just the national media, a lot of people – 
you know, in the Braves organization or those who cover the Braves weren't really expecting the amount of success from Braves rookies this year. And again, I think it's one of the most impactful seasons Braves rookies have had since probably the baby Braves of 2005. I mean, it wasn't that number of rookies that had a big impact, but the rookies that they had had a huge imprint on this team in 2022. So let's run down them real quick. Uh, Spencer Strider, he was actually the one there from the beginning of the year through the end, started the year in the bullpen and I thought, and I said this going into the year, that I thought it would benefit Spencer Strider to go back to AAA, work on some things, and then perhaps come back later in the year. What the Braves ended up doing was great. They started him out in the bullpen where he was dominant, had a 2-2-2 ERA in 24 and a third innings with 37 strikeouts, a 167 average against. That gave him you know, more time to kind of get his feet wet at the big league level. And then they saw enough. He was dominant enough. They put him in the rotation. And he was a lights out overall, a 2.67 ERA of 0.99 whip, uh, 202 strikeouts in 131 and two thirds innings across 31 games, 20 starts. And he became the quickest player to reach 200 strikeouts in a second or in a season based on innings pitch. So a historic season by a rookie. And that's exactly what Spencer Strider did in 2022. And then there's Michael Harrison coming into 2022. Michael Harris had played 154 games at the minor league level, so not even a full major league season worth of games at the minor league level. And even though I knew he was talented, the Braves had gotten a good look at him in a couple of spring trainings. I had him ranked as the Braves' top overall prospect, and I had Spencer Strider number two. I still thought there's no way they call him up in 2022, and I thought if they did, it would be maybe late in the year as a you know to get a cup of coffee, but even then, why would you waste his service time? I just thought there's no way they rushed this kid up. One thing to keep in mind with a couple of these rookies, and really, you know, this is across the board, is I don't think we understand the impact that the COVID season had with guys like Michael Harris that were able to go to, you know, essentially uh, an extended major league spring training camp and, you know, get to play and, and go up against, you know, guys with major league talent. I think that had a huge impact on the development of Michael Harris, Vaughn Grissom as well, who was there. And I just think that can't be, you know, overstated enough, just what type of impact 2020 could have had for some of these young guys. And I think if they had that year in the minors, Michael Harris, Vaughn Grissom, they would have been knocking on the door of the big leagues this year anyway. So not that much of a stretch, but still not a lot of actual games played at the minor league level. And after just 43 games at double a, this year, where Michael, where Michael Harris slashed 305, 372, 506, really started to show that power, which we were waiting on. It was the only thing we really hadn't seen from him. The Braves called him up, and he was called up on May 28th. And Brian Snicker said this essentially to settle the outfield defense. You know, Acuna not really able to go every day and just wasn't himself defensively in right field. Adam Duvall doing the best he could, holding down that center field job, and honestly did a you know, a fine job there, but is obviously better suited for a corner outfield spot. So the outfield defense was just a mess. And so they bring up Michael Harris to settle that down, but he ended up, you know, being a huge jolt in the offense as well. And he goes on to slash 297, 339, 514 with 19 home runs and 20 stolen bases, just one home run shy of a 2020 season in his rookie year. And he won the NL Rookie of the Month Award three 
times. So just an incredible season for Michael Harris and Spencer Strider. But it wasn't just them. Dylan Lee was huge as well. And our last impression of Dylan Lee in 2021 was not a good one. You know, he served as an opener in game four of the World Series, thrust into just a huge situation. And he left that game in the first inning after loading the bases and getting just one out. It led to a great performance from Kyle Wright and maybe, you know, maybe my favorite game of that World Series. But obviously not a good last impression of Dylan Lee. Started this season, 2022 season in AAA and dominated just like he did there last year in AAA. Came back up this time. He did not mess around. He took advantage. Became a huge part of the bullpen, which was big because he was a, he's a lefty. And Tyler Matzik regressed. Will Smith regressed. And so you needed another lefty in there. And Dylan Lee certainly provided that. A 2-1-3 ERA and a 0.99 whip on the year. 59 strikeouts and 50 and two-thirds innings. Just a big year from Dylan Lee. And then you got Vaughn Grissom. Similar to Michael Harris, he just had a 131 minor league games under his belt coming into 2022. Started the year at high A, played just 22 games at double A before getting the call up. And again, like Michael Harris, I thought there's no way we see Von Grissom in 2022. But the situation called for it with the injuries at second base. It just made sense and everything lined up for him to get that opportunity and he took advantage of it as well. He was tremendous in the month of August, slashing 311, 354, 473. Cooled off a bit in September, lost his job to Orlando Arcia. I think a big part of that was just Arcia was a better defender at that time, and Arcia had gotten a little bit hot while Grissom had cooled off, but Von Grissom still finished the year, slashing 291, 353, 440 with five home runs, so showing that potential as a hitter at the big league level. And then lastly, I want to mention Bryce Elder. He actually started the year in the rotation, which I think a lot of people might forget. And he was really good in his first start. But that his next three starts, he walked 14 batters in three games. Didn't give up a lot of hits, didn't give up a ton of runs, but really struggled with command and was walking a lot of batters and just didn't show that, that command that we've seen at the minor league level and that we saw in his first start of the year. So he got sent back down. And it wasn't a smooth ride for him at AAA. But the last month before he got called up again, he really started to put things together. And the Braves picked their spots with him, obviously, starting him against the Marlins and the Nationals. But still, what he did over his last five starts is truly remarkable. He allowed just six earned runs in 32 and two-thirds innings. That's a 1-6-7 ERA in his last five starts. And that includes his final start of the year where he gave up four runs against uh, Miami. So just incredible stuff from Bryce Elder. And he threw the only complete game uh, any Bra of any Braves pitcher in 2022. And it was a complete game shutout. So just incredible stuff from Bryce Elder. He finished the year with a 3-1-7 ERA, a 1-2-4 whip. He's, he had 47 strikeouts in 54 innings, 10 games, 9 starts. So got to mention the contributions from Bryce Elder as well because he was really big for the Braves, especially down the stretch. But next, I want to talk about what's the future for these guys? What is their role going forward? Do some of these guys get traded? Do they have a role on the team in 2023 and going forward? Obviously, you know Michael Harris does. He already signed a big deal for the Braves. But what is the future for the rest of these rookies going forward? And a lot of questions to ask about, you know, Spencer or about Spencer Strider, Von Grissom, what happens with him, Bryce Elder. And we'll talk about those next. 
The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's super customer customizable, not a situation where you have to purchase things you don't need in order to get certain things you want. The system integrates well into your home and it's easy to self-install. No need to have a tech come out and schedule something or have bulky unit that damages or messes up your home's design. It's very useful for security and peace of mind, but also for helping you make sure everything is secure each day. It can move with you even after you install it. Just remove the elements and take them with you to your new place. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Very important for those who want to help support the show. I got people ask, how can you support the show? If you're looking to secure your home, go to simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB and you can save 20% off your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So I mentioned several key rookies in the 2022 season that came up big, and the Braves honestly had to have them. But got some questions for these guys going forward. The first one is, can Michael Harris duplicate his offensive success in 2023 and in the future? Look, he's still very young. He and Von Grissom, you know, two of the youngest players in all of baseball this past season. I mean, the profile in the minor league is small as it is shows that you know he's a good hitter um but still very raw still a very small sample size i think there still have to be some questions concerns there were times this year where he looked lost at the plate obviously didn't have a good postseason but neither did many of the braves hitters so it's one of those situations i need to see him do it again because if he does what he did in 2022 to me he's a future leadoff hitter for the Atlanta Braves. I know that's Ron Acuna Jr.'s spot, but as he gets older, perhaps you move him back into a, a more of a, a run-producing spot in the order. I think Michael Harris becomes that leadoff hitter if he is that guy that we saw in 2022. You know, Can he be a, a 280 hitter, a 340 on base guy, and hit 20 to 25 home runs, still 20 to 30 bases? I certainly think he's capable of it. I need to see it again. But again, everything in his past in brief minor league stint shows us that he is a good hitter so uh, again while some people may you know hit some setbacks and i'm sure he will go into the major league level i think we saw that look his first month he was great and then he kind of dropped off in the second month after that and then picked it back up so hopefully we're already seeing him start to make those adjustments so we'll have to continue to do so in his second full season but the talent is there it's obvious and i think he'll be a successful hitter but I'm not sure I'm ready to just vault him up to the top of the order yet. Maybe you start him back at the bottom of the order again and then see what happens. And again, if he duplicates what he did last year, I think he's got to be the lead future leadoff hitter for the Atlanta Braves. So uh, that's the question on Michael Harris. Next question for Spencer Strider. How does he get better? And look, I love Spencer Strider. I had him ranked, you know, as my second prospect in the Brave system last year behind Michael Harris because I thought he could be that top of the rotation guy. I just love his mentality. I love his thought process about the game. And I just think there's still so much growth for him going forward. If he can stay healthy, I, I, I fully believe he's going to be an ace. And I fully believe he's going to compete for Cy Young's. I mean, look at what he did in his rookie season, throwing two 
pitches, two very good pitches, and he throws them well. But just imagine if he – and I'm watching Justin Verlander tonight here pitching the World Series who dominates with a, a high-velocity fastball up in the zone and a slider down and away. Same thing Spencer Strider is doing. But if Spencer Strider can continue to develop that changeup that falls off to left-handed hitters and down and into right-handed hitters, I, I just think he can go to a, another level. So for me, I'm – I'm really excited about the future of Spencer Strider. I don't think this year was any kind of fluke. Uh, I think there's just a potential for him to get even better and become a, a bona fide ace at the top of the rotation and a perennial Cy Young candidate. Um, so I certainly believe that with Spencer Strider. But let me know in the comments or if you're watching in the chat uh, live, let me know your thoughts on Spencer Strider. Do you think we've seen the best from him or can he get even better? Another big question, and this is a two-parter, where does Von Grissom play? Does he get traded this offseason? Um, you know, came up, he's listed as a shortstop still. A lot of people in the industry, you know, even scouts in the Braves system, don't believe he can stick there at, at the shortstop position defensively. I tend to think he's still too young to really make that call. Um, but I feel like if that is where you want to put him long term, maybe he needs some more development at the minor league level. I don't know if he's ready to jump in that spot in 2023 but to me there's no there's not much of a question will he hit i think von grissom's going to hit it's just a, a matter of where do you play him can he stay at shortstop uh do you move him to to second base you know not wasn't necessarily impressive there defensively but again i think he's still young and can still grow and mature and become a better player defensively do you move him to left field spring training if he makes it to spring training and doesn't get traded I think it's going to tell a lot about what the Braves, how the Braves view Von Grissom and what they want to do with him long-term. If we get to spring training and they're throwing him out there in the left in left field in games. And I think that kind of gives you an indication of where they're leaning. And if the Braves don't make a move for shortstop this off season, I think that maybe that gives you an idea of where they're leaning as well, but you could also trade them. Look, second base is locked up for a long time. If you go out and, and bring back Dansby Swanson or get another of the big free agent shortstops, you know, shortstop will be locked up for a long time. What do you do with Spencer Strider? You got the DH, obviously, but if there's a trade to be made out there, Von Grissom would be one of your top, you know, prospects that you could dangle in a trade scenario. I don't want that. I've been I've been saying all along in the comments when I've been asked this question. I hope the Braves do everything to hang on to Von Grissom and he becomes that Gavin Lux, Chris Taylor type utility player that the Dodgers have gotten out of those guys where, you know, they play five or six times a week. And then if a guy gets injured, they step in and can play every day and you feel confident with them. I think that's a very important role in today's game and give guys a break here and there. So I think Von Grissom could play a vital role, even if he doesn't necessarily have a set position. I think you, you get him ready for the outfield. He obviously has experience at shortstop and second base, could probably you know, play third base as well. You give him that versatility, I think he becomes a very important player on your team that can play you know, 130, 140 games a year for you at multiple positions to give guys breaks or if somebody gets injured. So I hope the Braves hang on to Von Grissom, but if there's a big trade out there and he needs to be part of that package, then I don't think the Braves would hesitate to do that either. Can Dylan Lee get better, or have we seen the best version of Dylan Lee? I think Dylan Lee can, 
it's hard to say he can get any better than he was in 2022. He was absolutely brilliant. He doesn't necessarily have that dominating stuff to tell you that he's going to be a lights out, you know, setup guy or maybe even a closer one day. But I do think his stuff is deceptive enough that he's going to be a solid reliever for a long time, maybe more of a 3-3 ERA type guy than what we saw in 2022. But I do think Dylan Lee becomes a big part of the bullpen for years to come. Can Bryce Elder earn a starting rotation spot in 2023? I think he's probably on the outside looking in right now. Um, but I think he's certainly in the mix, you know, along with Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, Kyle Muller. You know, if the Braves don't go get another starter this offseason, I think he certainly had the chance in spring training. I like Bryce Elder. I think he profiles well as a fourth, fifth starter who could pitch for a while in the big leagues. I just love his mentality. You know, he's not he's not a dominant type of pitcher, but he knows how to pitch. He has a, a big pitch mix, and he knows how to throw them effectively to get outs and get weak contact. I just think he's a smart pitcher, and I think that's going to allow him to stay in the big leagues long term. So I like Bryce Elder in the Braves rotation. But if I had to guess now, I'd say he probably starts 2023 in the bullpen, or I'm I'm sorry, in the minor leagues, uh, and then comes up at some point. And then it's just, you know, a matter of, of health and how he does when he comes up, if he can stick in the rotation. But I feel like going forward in the future, I feel like he has a spot in the Braves rotation, again, at the back end as just a solid fourth or fifth guy. And I like Bryce Elder. And then I didn't really talk much about Kyle Muller. You know, he had a couple of good starts, uh, good outings there towards the end of the year. What is his role going forward? I think that's going to be a big question this this offseason as well. Is he somebody that's included in a potential trade talk? I, th- I think he's certainly a guy that the Braves could move. Um, but to me, I, I still like the upside of Kyle, Kyle Muller as a starter. If he can put it all together, together and get the command I just like the potential there. I think he has, you know, number three starter potential if he puts it all together. And if he doesn't, then I think he could become a dominating reliever out of the bullpen, maybe a a multi-inning type guy from the left side, which is always very important. So, again, I like Kyle Muller. I think he could be a good fit. I don't – I think, again, I think he's even more of an odd man out right now um, than Bryce Elder. But it's going to be a big offseason for Kyle Muller, big spring training. You know, if he doesn't, again, doesn't get moved this offseason, be interesting to see what they do with Kyle Muller going forward. All right, next, I want to take a look at some of your questions and comments. Got a rookie of the year uh, stat that I want to throw out there. Pretty crazy and impressive what the Braves have done with their rookies over the last 20 years or so. We'll talk about that next. So I mentioned that the Braves rookies in 2022, maybe some of the best group of rookies that this franchise ever seen going back to the the baby Braves days of 2005. I looked back to 1990 because Spencer Strider, Michael Harris are likely to finish one, two in the NL rookie of the year vote. So I wanted to go back and see if that's happened uh, ever in the history of the voting. It goes back a while and I didn't have the time to go back to the beginning of the award, but I did go all the way back to 1990 and only one time in the history of the rookie of the year award has a team had players finish one and two in the voting. And it was the Atlanta Braves. And they did it in 2011 when Craig Kimbrell finished first and Freddie Freeman finished second. Now Craig Kimbrell was unanimous. I don't think Michael Harris and Spencer Strider are going to be unanimous one way or the other, but it is highly likely 
that they finished one, two, which again would be the second time it's happened since at least 1990 and both times it's by the Braves. So that's a pretty incredible stat there. There's been seven times that a team has had two players finished top three in rookie of the year voting. But again, nobody else who has had players finish one and two. A um, couple of, I want to just throw some of these names out here because I think it's interesting. In 2021, the Rays had Randy Rosarena finish first and Wander Franco third. In 2018, the Yankees had Miguel Andujar finish second and Glaber Torres third. In 2013, the Rays again had Will Myers finish first and Chris Archer third. I mentioned the 2011 with Kimbrell and Freeman. In 2006, the Florida Marlins had uh, Hanley Ramirez finished first in the Rookie of the Year voting, and Dan Ugly finished third. And then they had Josh Johnson finish fourth. That was the only instance I saw where a team had three players finish in the top four. In 2004, the Padres had Khalil Green, one of my favorite college players ever, went to Clemson. He finished first. And then Akinori Atsuka, a guy I do not remember at all, who finished third. And then in 2002, the Baltimore Orioles had Rodrigo Lopez finish second and Jorge Julio finished third. So just a little bit of random Rookie of the Year trivia right there. The Braves likely about to break their own record. Um, and I just quickly want to talk about thoughts on 2023 Rookie of the Year candidates for the Braves. Again, I didn't see any of these guys coming in 2022. And you look at it right now, and I don't see any likely candidates for 2023. I'll throw out a dark horse candidate in Jared Schuster. Now, it's going to be hard for him to crack the rotation just because it is so deep, but he finished the year at triple a wasn't necessarily great at triple a. He wasn't double a, he had a two, seven, eight ERA and a 0.96 whip and 90 and two thirds innings at double a with 106 strikeouts. But at triple a, he had a four, two, five ERA one, two, one whip, not terrible, but just 39 strikeouts and 48 and two thirds innings. But, you know, a second year at triple a continues to develop, you know, if he needed to come in uh, in the middle of the year, Perhaps, you know, and again, I'm I'm stretching here for a 2023 uh, candidate. Victor Vodnik, if he can stay healthy and he earns a spot in the bullpen for most of the year, I think he could perhaps get some votes. Uh, Freddie Tarnick, again, that the pitching depth for the starting rotation for the Braves is deep, so he would have a trouble cracking the starting rotation, but maybe as a reliever. And then one position player, I'll say, Justin Henry Malloy, playing in the Arizona Fall League right now and doing well, but He's somebody perhaps they played a lot at double a last year. So perhaps he could be ready next year. I don't think that he is. Uh, if you're thinking about him as perhaps a, a left field solution, I don't think that's him right now, especially defensively. But again, I'm kind of just searching for some rookie of the year candidates for next year. And Justin Henry Malloy would be the one position player. If I had to guess right now that might have a shot. Um, Want to go to some comments real quick. Uh, for those watching lives, Merrick Galad said, what a season Michael Harris and Spencer Strider had. Just unreal what those two guys uh, did. Uh, sorry, I, I don't know how to pronounce this name, but he says, do you think there's any point in not including Brady and Shoemake in a trade package if we get Dansby, Trey, or Correa, Orlando, Arcia, and Vaughn are plenty of shortstop depth? Look, if somebody wants Braden Shoemake, they can have him. Look, there's a chance he may not get protected from the Rule 5 draft here coming up soon. Uh, the guy's really shown me nothing at the minor league level. I don't think he's any type of option on the major league roster. So if there's another team willing to take him on, uh, then I think he certainly could get moved. Um, Chris Shaffey says, 
if Anderson, Soroka, or Elder get the fifth starter spot, what happens to the to whoever doesn't? I think they just become depth. I need to look again to see what options either Anderson or Soroka has. I think they both have an option remaining, um, but they'll just become depth. You can never have enough pitching depth. Chris also says, I think Strider is going to just get better and better because of his worth ethic and determination. I agree. I think the guy just has a, a, a determination, as you said, to be the best. And you just see that in him and his mentality. And so I am so excited for the future of Spencer Strider. Um, just pre, please, please stay healthy. You know, obviously pitcher injuries are an unfortunate part of the game. And then our last question here from Chris Shavi says, what happens to guys like Anderson, Soroka, Elder, or even Moeller if one of them doesn't get the starting spot of the Braves? Better off getting someone like Ian Happ to fix their left field hole. Um, I do like Ian Happ. I thought he was a good trade candidate at the deadline. I don't know what the Cubs are doing this offseason. I think they'll be an interesting team to watch. Uh, then I kind of already answered the question about those pitchers. Look, there's a chance one of those guys gets moved this offseason. Uh, maybe if the Braves did make a, a move for Ian Happ, you know, I think those guys could certainly be, you know, potential in any type of trade because you do have a lot of pitching depth, but you don't know what you're going to get out of Mike Soroka. Uh, you don't know what you're really going to get out of Ian Anderson because things really didn't get better for him at AAA, and then he got injured at the end of the year. So those are two big question marks. You don't fully trust Kyle Muller. You know, right now, if I had to guess, maybe Bryce Elder does get that fifth spot. So there is a lot of depth there, but there's also a lot of question marks and uncertainty with that depth. So uh, my opinion would be, you know, to hang on to those guys unless you just get a really solid trade um, and you could, you know, you need to involve one of those guys in it. Appreciate the questions as always. Appreciate the comments down in the chat section on YouTube as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Now make sure you go give a Lockdown MLB, make them your second listen of the day. Or Paul Francis Sullivan talking about the World Series, talking about everything, all the big stories around Major League of Baseball. Right now, as we're watching this World Series game, the Astros are up three to one uh, in the top of the eight. So they're looking to take a three to two lead in the series going back to Houston. So again, perhaps this World Series could be getting wrapped up over the weekend or one way or another, it will get wrapped up over the weekend. And then the offseason will kick into high gear and we will have a lot of exciting coverage about the Braves this offseason. So again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at Shortstop Ball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell on your way out. And again, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 